Welcome to this next installment of Clinical Conditions with Sean Eno of Extreme Footworks. Again, if you're listening to this on audio, we highly recommend you check out the video. Sean does a lot of demonstrating, not only with his hands, but with a model, so it just gives you a little bit better of an idea of what exactly he's talking about, if you can see what he's doing as he's going through uh, with the description of the demonstration. Uh, With that being said, we are talking about Achilles tendinopathy today. Uh, This is a great one because it is a very common injury, something that we deal with a lot in our clinic, uh, but also just something that tends to nag everybody almost at some point if you're active in your life or even if you're not as active, people deal with it. Uh, He does a great job of breaking it down, telling you what's going on, a couple practical ideas and tips to how to deal with it. Um, Highly recommend checking this one out. Again, worth watching the video check it out on youtube we'll have a landing page on clinicallypress.com as well if you want to check it out enjoy hi this is sean eno and we're here today from extreme footworks lab with dr kyle boland to discuss achilles tendonitis okay achilles tendonitis can occur in several locations. So we'll pull the foot model up here and have a look real quick at the classic locations. The Achilles is the bottom portion of a propulsive complex called the posterior compartment that starts with the gastroc, which is the upper lobe of the calf, the bottom part of the calf that includes a V in it where there's a venous return is the soleus. And underneath the soleus, Um, tightening and becoming harder and denser as we palpate it to a very cord-like structure above the heel is the Achilles tendon. And one would think that the Achilles would tear in the narrowest location where we can, you know, where you don't want a dog to basically bite your ankle right there and take a chunk out. Um, But that's actually uh, not the most frequent location for issues with with the tendonitis. Where we find the tendonitis most frequently is around the crown of the heel. So we'll take the clipboard away here. The location of the tendonitis can occur. The, the Achilles will fan out and grab the heel all the way around the heel. When looking at the bony foot model here, I'm going to march it up to the camera a little bit. There's an articulate U-shaped surface all the way around the base of it that an MRI would show as insertion bands for the Achilles. So we've got a little neutral indicator here. Uh, it's a line that we like to say should, should fall parallel to Earth's gravitational axis. And so the line should be in it. Now, from a functional standpoint, if something about the patient's step function causes that heel to not reach a parallel to Earth's surface orientation on the bottom, which then indicates that the back of the heel is in a parallel orientation to Earth's gravity uh, axis, then it's either left in inversion or eversion for the sake of today's conversation. And when that occurs, i.e. the patient's heel doesn't rest flat and parallel to the surface of the Earth, that that heel is then cocked relative to the supporting surface, that the bands of the Achilles tendon then do not grab the heel uniformly around that U-shaped, horseshoe-shaped insertion area at the base of the heel. So for the sake of this dialogue, if the heel is inverted, okay, that's a supinator, by the way, someone who 
makes a lot of noise when they walk around the house at home. Then those lateral fibers are going to be stretched and the medial fibers on the inside of the heel are going to be lax. But then if we have the inverted super flat man, flat woman, super flat pancake feet, then what we have is the heel is turned in towards the midline of the body. So that's someone that's pronatory. And the medial fibers of the Achilles are stretched and the lateral ones are lax. And that's when the foot goes into propulsion onto what we call toe off, okay? That when the heel is not in Earth's gravitational axis, it's either inverted or everted, that all of those propulsive forces are not uniformly distributed through all the insertion points of the Achilles into the calcaneus. Only a portion of them are doing a majority of the work, say half. And that's when we get that, in, that tendonitis, that insertion point, because the force of toe-off being driven through the heel from, I'm going to put the supporting surface down. When we go into toe-off, the force goes through the bottom of the foot, through the plantar fascia and aponeurosis of the foot. But let's talk about what the body does when it's pulling the foot into toe-off. It fires the calf. The calf fires through the soles, through the Achilles, grabs the heel, and propels the body onto the ball of the foot. And when that heel is not uniformly gripped here by the fibers of the Achilles, say it's stretched and, and tight one way and, and lax on the other side, or stretched tight on one side and lax on the other, half the fibers aren't in the game. And the other half of the fibers are taking way too much force. So when we see patients that have feet that do not remain neutrally oriented to Earth's gravitational axis beneath them in the step, that we are getting excessive forces applied to too little of the fibers of the insertion of the Achilles to the heel. So we can see that when we have an excessive uh, overpronator or a supinator in our offices as clinicians, we can say, well, that heel's not coming off the floor straight. It's coming off inverted or it's coming off everted. And so we can expect that they would have a risk for Achilles tendonitis, okay? So primarily Achilles tendonitis occurs at those insertion points around the rim of the heel, but they can also occur at the top insertion points here. Uh, so you're gonna have them down below they can be confused with plantar fasciitis when they're around the rim, or you'll have them up here on the proximal calcaneal insertion points here. And then we also must mention that when there is a, an aberrant motion of heel rise, we'll call that heel rise when it comes off the ground, um, then there is a case for the fibers to move across the back of the calcaneus a little bit. And we also get the classic pump bump or Haglund's deformity. Now we'll discuss the Haglund's deformity in this podcast rather than devoting another 10 minutes to it. The Haglund's deformity is when there's chronically those fibers moving over this articulate surface here and there is a ridge that that then becomes inflamed chronically. And when it's chronically inflamed, and it can also be because it keeps dragging by the heel counter of a shoe, right? So skaters get it, but they don't just get it from the skate. They have to have a combination of the skate and a foot type that is conducive to rubbing their heel up and down in the heel counter. That's why we have to discuss that the Haglund's deformity is secondary to forefoot varus and excessive forefoot pronation, causing the heel to whip up, 
causing the fibers of the Achilles to move across this already present ridge in the anatomy, that ridge then grows, becomes the pump bump. The larger it gets, the more it pushes into the shoe, the more painful the patient has a problem until they decide to have it removed. When it's removed, they go in like a theater curtain, parting the theater curtain, exposing this ridge, and then filing it down, and then pulling the curtain back over it and giving you a nice incision in that area and reducing it. Now, a lot of times they come back because the doctor hasn't changed how your foot functions, just brought the bone back down to where it came from. It could very well just come right back over the next five to 10 years. And that's just another case where controlling that aberrant motion under the foot with an orthotic will make the heel rise a little bit more neutral in Earth's axis and prevent risk for the Haglund's deformity slash pump bump and also Achilles tendonitis, okay? Now, you can also just basically overload a human being. All right, so when we go through toe-off, there are extraordinary forces applied to both the plantar fascia insertion, inferior calcaneus, and also at the insertion for the Achilles tendonitis at the proximal Achilles and also at the distal Achilles around the rim. And so whenever a person, say an offensive lineman is a really good, um, and today also Kevin Durant, the basketball player, these are a couple individuals who basically they force that eversion inversion we discussed into their foot by, in the case of the offensive lineman, they've got another 400 person pound person trying to push them around. And in the case of basketball, they're trying to out-juke their, their opponent by moving away from them uh, far enough and fast enough to get a shot off. And those forces then are applied to the Achilles in not its God-given neutral alignment, but in an everted or inverted position. And that uh, the insertion points to the propulsive chain, which includes the Achilles and the plantar fascia, the gastroxoleus, are weakest at the insertion point to the calcaneus. And that's why we develop those tendonitis normally in this location first. And the tears are usually found just above in that area as the soft tissue just gives. So if anyone saw the video last night, we have no idea where Kevin's uh, tear uh, is located at, but it is most likely in the neighborhood of the calcaneus where those tissues are highly focused before that insertion point or even possibly at the insertion in some location. Be interesting to see, but it really is relative to the amount of force applied through the foot at toe off. So um, gastroxoleus stretches are always a good friend to Achilles tendonitis, as well as considering um, custom foot orthotics and appropriate footwear for excessive pronators and supinators who are then having an issue with the location of their heel during toe off and at some points as well at heel strike, okay? Especially in the supinator, they remain inverted at heel strike. And then both cases uh, of excessive pronation or uh, supination at toe off will drive the calcaneus out of position while those forces are being driven through it, isolating them to two little fibers and creating those tendonitis and tears. Thank you very much, and we'll be open to some questions on this topic at a later time.